we got a lot of really good stuff to cover. It's going to be an awesome episode, which is going to be kind of focused around the events Wednesday when we went very live in practice, and it got a little live, for lack of a better term, in front of several high school coaches, players, commits for multiple sports, so on and so forth. But I must admit, today we do so with a little bit of a heavy heart as we lost a real one in this industry, in my opinion, one of the most instrumental people to me trying to get this job. So it is what it is. And we all remember what he was able to do. You are locked on Oklahoma state, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma state Cowboys, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at State. Please hit the, uh, the like, share, subscribe, all that fun jazz, right? The technological side of things, I'll leave that on, on you. I just do the talking side right here so yeah we we do got a lot of really cool things to cover but i would be remiss if i didn't start today off with again asking for everybody that does in fact um feel compelled to do so throw up a prayer to golden blue dude and his family for those who don't know uh golden blue dude was a guy who he did a lot of west virginia uh, oriented content, but he would cover literally a little bit of everything. So he would talk about the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the, the negotiation windows, Kevin Wilson, Brett Yormark, you know, the, the rivalry with, with Pitt, what the ACC should potentially do, you know, what teams could leave, what teams could come. And he does it with graphics and, and music, and he has the check boxes to start off his show. He stands up the whole time, right, which I always found kind of odd, but, you know, it it allowed him to kind of do some things that were different, very energetic, very passionate, very legitimate, right? He, he was genuine in what he was trying uh, to do, and he was very good in doing so. So he was one of those people. You've heard me talk about uh, Josh Neighbors, right, locked on Big 12 host. Uh, I've been listening to him for quite some time. In the same breath, I was listening to the Golden Blue Dude every day, uh, the Sports 365, uh, the guys who cover some of the Baylor stuff. They cover a lot of different Big 12 content as well. So these are some of the people that I would watch on a regular basis. And when Golden Blue Dude, I think, said some crazy stuff, then I'd jump over to another West Virginia channel, uh, a gentleman by the name of Coos's Corner, just to kind of get different angles based off of what Golden Blue Dude was doing. So his passion, his energy, his reliability, his his ability to you know add the graphics and everything and make it a little bit more interesting, a little bit more of a fun watch. Uh, he again to me, he's somebody that's massively important in uh, my growth here, or even even thinking it was a possibility to get into this type of industry without having all of those degrees. 
And that's why I wanted to make sure that we take the time to say thank you, Golden Blue Dude, for opening doors for a multitude of people, especially people like me, uh, for doing what you did. We'll also have a little tribute at the very, very, very end, so feel free to stick around for that. Um, so now we, we do need to shift course here, okay? So Wednesday for Oklahoma State University was kind of a big day because we had so many coaches on hand. We had commits on hand. Uh, Brendan Garrison, the four-star McDonald's All-American in basketball, he was also there on hand. Coaches from Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Louisiana. It was spread all over Utah. Uh, we had a lot of representatives that were there to watch what was going on. Uh, they also brought some some players to be part of the whole experience. And one of the cool parts about it was, uh, if you hadn't seen the Pittsburgh Steeler and former Oklahoma State running back Jalen Warren uh, was on hand as well. He was there to meet up with somebody that he played a, a lot of ball with. Like so, his his high school coach was not only there, but he brought a lot of dudes with him. And I, I recommend that everybody kind of go do some digging in the Salt Lake City area, West High School. This dude is putting on a clinic as to how to build Division I athletes, especially in one area. And this high school coach, uh, Alasso Salavi, was instrumental in helping get Jalen Warren to Oklahoma State University. And the reason Jalen Warren is back is because Jalen Warren attributes a lot of his success to his time at Oklahoma State, right? He knew the knocks on him coming out of Utah State were – you know, primarily going to be involving his speed. He needed to work on that. He needed to work on his quickness, his vision, his ability to cut, his ability to read blocks, to set up blocks, to utilize working off the backs of the linemen and fullbacks. Those were stuff that he already had down. But the quickness, the acceleration, the 40, that stuff, the explosiveness was what, in his opinion, was going to hold him back. He was able to get the full body by glass system, which is the you know, strength and conditioning coach for Oklahoma State University and exploit exactly what he came to do. And now you're seeing it in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. So his coach uh, brought multiple guys here. Um, and it's really good to have that connection. Now, somebody that was asking me the other day in a, in a Twitter space, if I had very many of the recruits that I just, I wanted to make sure that we were targeting. I definitely feel like, um, uh, was it some, some Tonga, no relation to Benny Tonga. Um, one of our recruiting coordinators at Oklahoma state university. This dude is an absolute animal, right? He could play offensive line or defensive line right here, right now at the division one level which is why he has so many daggone offers out there. But nonetheless, this is a really good spot to be in. Uh, because if Jalen Warren's experience is something that was correlated to the coach, which obviously it was, that coach is then going to pass it down onto the player, especially knowing right now at this very moment that our head man, Mike Gundy, is in fact trying to work on some things to make the continuity a little bit better, to make – the transitional period's a little bit smaller, right? And you're seeing a lot of the productivity on the field speak for that, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You guys know how excited I am about the defensive side of the ball. And again, no, it's not just because I've had some of them on the show. 
It's because the film says that I should be excited, as should you. If nothing more than the massive amount of team speed and athleticism that we have, if it's not a perfect fit on every play, it's at least going to be fun to watch these dudes make mistakes. I know that may sound potentially crazy to some. Cody, why are we having a conversation about how cool it's going to be to watch people make mistakes? It's, again, because of the talent. It's because of the speed. It's because of the depth. This is what we've been building to. Building to this level with the body-by-glass system is precisely why we might be in a position this coming season to win a lot of ball games. I don't care what nobody says. If you go back right now and go look at the schedule, please find me more than three, four losses. The schedule in and of itself should equal six, seven wins without even us having a coach on the sidelines. That's that's it, guys. Am I sitting here saying that we're this is the most talented team we've ever assembled? Maybe not. Is this the deepest team we've potentially ever put on the field? That's a possibility. But there's no way you can look at this schedule and be afraid of really any of it. We should be able to trip and fall into six, seven W's. I just, I feel like, I feel like, again, go look at the schedule. I don't know how I could be wrong on this one. And then you factor in the talent. Cool. That's more W's. And then you factor in the success of the new defense coordinator, Brian Nardo, in a small sample size. Again, I completely understand that. But for it to be that small sample size, we are already ahead of where we were last season with Derek Mason, right? The coup to get the big money coach from Auburn to come to Oklahoma State University, which in my opinion was like a, a, a chess move or a chest out move, if you will, saying that, hey, we have arrived, we're here, we can hire so on and so forth. We also don't lose very many coaches. And when we do, it's like a Jim Knowles situation to Ohio State. And regardless of what anybody wants to pretend out there, that is what it is, guys. We're never quite going to be financially or aesthetically on the same playing field as Ohio State, Michigan. Is the Big Ten worth its weight in gold? Heck no, it's not, right? The bottom half of the Big Ten is trash. But the top half is Michigan, Ohio State. Penn State obviously has some say in there. I think Luke Fickle, now being at Wisconsin, hate the move, especially for the Big 12. I thought it would have been great if it would have stayed at Cincinnati, at least for a couple years in the transitional period to the Big 12. But nonetheless, right, the, the Big 10 is not what they make it out to be. And that's fine. That is 100% fine. All right, so we got some more uh, to, to jump into there, but you guys do know that I have to let the fine folks out here remember how awesome of experience FanDuel can be. There's a reason it's America's number one sports book. And all right, guys, so the NBA playoffs are almost here. The horizon is a coming. So it's a perfect time to download FanDuel right now. New customers are going to get our no sweat first bet. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. I'll repeat that. $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first daggone bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on a multitude of things, money lines, point scores, three drain, threes drain, who's going to come up with the next series. And, and as it pertains to us directly, well, me directly, you could potentially make some money here uh, on the Thunder 
because the the play-in situation, it seems to be very, very, very doable. Now, is Shea Gildas-Alexander going to play with an injury? Who knows? Is Lindy Waters from Oklahoma City University going to play with his injury? Who knows? It's still up and out there right now. So you could potentially go make you some dollar bills, bet on the Thunder, bet on one of these dudes coming back. Uh, I think it's the odds are 15 to 1, somewhere right around there, that Lindy Waters can't will not come back and play over 17.9 minutes. So maybe there's some money there. You can squeeze some money. You can go look at what the, the ratio is for Shea Gildas-Alexander and how many minutes he's going to play. Bet the over, bet the under, make yourself some money. Do not miss your chance. Take your hands on this no sweat first bet. Again, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when your first bet doesn't win. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of almost everybody. <clears throat> All right. So who are some of the people that clearly stood out over the weekend? Or over the week, sorry. Um, well, from a wide receiver perspective, you are seeing all of the, the crazy stuff out there, right? The, the pictures of Jaden Bray looking like a grown man. <clears throat> the pictures of uh, Talon Shetron also looking like a grown man. Looks like a Des Bryant, Justin Blackman type of situation. And I, I think that's the case. But we're not exactly talking about Dijon Stribling as much. And it's because of the emergence of, of Bray, right? He's he's had his nicks, his bumps, his bruises. We are playing with some injuries at this very moment. It is what it is. But now we have a little bit of depth. And I think wide receiver is indicative of that. Are we as deep at wide receivers as we were last year? Absolutely not. Are we as maybe indiv- individually talented? Maybe, maybe not. But as a whole, I do think this is precisely what we're, we're trying to pull off. Dijon Stribling. I don't exactly know where we'd kind of squeeze him in to be a comp. I think the natural one would be Tay Martin uh, with some more size. But somebody who I'm really excited about who keeps popping on film is Leon Johnson III. Yes, the transfer from George Fox University, Division Three. His high point ability is very Marcel Aitman-esque. And the speed and everything, it's fairly comparable as well. Leon Johnson III will be a problem for people at Oklahoma State University. It's just, you might as well write it in stone, guys. And then you've had some of the the running backs that we've been able to assess throughout the entirety of this. And one thing has remained consistent. Elijah Collins is going to surprise the tar out of some people. Right, So you can go ahead and write that in the books. He's very shifty. Uh, he, he sees the field very well. He has the vision that we knew we missed last season. He's more explosive. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. All that fun stuff. And one of the funnest parts is his hands. He's out here making one-hand catches. And he's busting it for 50, 60 yards on a fairly regular basis. Now, I know you guys are probably tired of me talking about how, how good Gunnar Gundy has looked. But he scored another another couple tutties again, and he broke out and got wide, cut it back in for a very, very, very nice gain on his feet. Not, not a gain that you were just doing the hand touch, playing with flags. Like, legitimately speaking, in live game, it would have been a, a big reel off. Garrett Rangel's been, been starting the days hot, right? Maybe trailing off a little bit towards the end, but that's the beauty of it. If you have somebody like Garrett Rangel that you know is, is throwing a multitude of touchdowns, he's found Arlen Bruce for a tutty. 
Uh, he found Leon Johnson the third for a tutty, as did uh, Bowman. Bowman looks more comfortable as time goes on. It, it really, it really appears that way. And ironically enough, you're seeing this this new side of him after we put the pads on. He had the happy feet when we didn't have full pads. And ironically enough, he puts full pads on and he has less happy feet now. So it's a good sign. Uh, it's a good sign from him. Brim Presley caught a touchdown the other day. Um, Jaden Nixon looks solid. Elijah Collins is, again, he's going to be a, a very integral part. But again, who's the starter? Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon is that guy. And it's not just because I get lost in some of the affinities and, you know, he's pretty much related uh, to Boogie, Stephon Johnson Jr. They grew up together. Their parents went to college together. And, um, yeah, I, I just – you just see on film that he is more mature. You can't hear, per se, but you can see when they're hitting the holes the right way. And, again, with this KISS method, the simplification process has been amazing. Josiah Johnson is starting to get more involved. And, again, this is a guy that came from quarterback, went to UMass to play quarterback, converted to tight end. So we haven't even got to see. Nobody's really got to see what he's going to be able to do. Ian Edenfield is, is coming along. He's not just going to be that blocking type. Even though his film is 50-50 split defensive end to tight end, you, you do kind of see why he was moved to the tight end, but he loves being aggressive. He absolutely loves smashing people into the ground. Another one that is looking very, very good lately, which is amazing news because I didn't see a lot, a lot from him in spring before pads. But again, this is why putting on pads – that matters so much. Transfer Justin Wright, who has been on the show. I'll, I'll actually try to put that uh, at the end of, the, end of the video here. So I'll, I'll pop it up there so y'all can catch um, his episode on the show. But he's starting to show out now. The more pads that he's able to put on, the more he's able to live up to the experience of putting up the amount of tackles he did at Tulsa, 111 tackles, 120 tackles, whatever. It's a crazy number to even think about. And now you're seeing him shed blocks like a seasoned vet. Not only does he shed blocks, but he sets up blockers as well. So he will purposely deceive the guy coming to block him in the second level. He will shift his eyes one way. He will shift his hips one way. And then as soon as that guy coming to block, Cheats that way, he goes He goes the other way. So he's juking people from the linebacker position by manipulating them with his eyes and his hips. That is very veteran-level stuff. That's the kind of stuff that we were missing coming into the season. Yes, losing Mason Cobb's not a fun experience. We get it. He's talented. He's going to do great at USC. But Justin Wright was that, again, again, I'm going to go back. He is the, the Dan Campbell, chew your kneecaps off type of dude that we needed. We need the guys in Brian Nardo's system to fill their gaps, to take care of their responsibilities, to do their job and their job only. When people try to bounce it and do a little bit too much, it screws up the play. And Brian Nardo's not about that thing. Brian Nardo is not, uh, let's go to plan B. Brian Nardo is, we're going we're gonna to make plan A as flawless as we can by repetitions. We're going to make it as close as we can to muscle memory. So you're not having all of these issues of having to overthink things out there. And in the team period, you're seeing that. So with all these coaches out there, right, it's, it's great to see a Pahuska coach out there, especially when he gets to see his dude, Mason Gilkey, from Pahuska uh, snag a tutty, right? 
to see that, to be all that, to be there on hand for that, and to be able to kind of have that conversation with the guys uh, that were there to watch everything. Like, this is what you can do. This is what you can be. If you're out here catching touchdowns, you're probably putting yourself in a position to eventually play some ball. The defense had highlights, but not as many highlights as Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman and Jaden Nixon. Uh, Quentin Stewart. Quentin Stewart looks to be like the real deal at the tight end position, which is awesome. That means you know that last year he wasn't getting pushed by tight ends. Now he is. So he's getting to see the little nuances of the game that he's been missing being taught in the last couple of years, in his time at Stillwater. Yes, he had a touchdown last year, later in on in the season. But, you know, we, we talked about Jay Nixon hands have improved dramatically. Elijah Collins, uh, he, he willed off a wheel route, pun intended, uh, <laughs> thrown by Zane Flores for a, a beautiful-looking touchdown. Garrett Rangel, Jaden Nixon, they keep hooking up for, for touchdowns. Uh, Quentin Stewart, again, as we just mentioned, he reeled off a darn near 50-yarder from Garrett Rangel, good pass, uh, good manipulation of the pocket for, for Rangel, moved the defense where he wanted them, and he know, he knew he was going to have that leak if everything went right, and he moved the defense with his eyes, shift, body, pump fake, whatever. It got Quentin Stewart open. These are the things that we're looking to see out of the tight end position. And again, let's not forget that the defense did show up and show out as well. Our dude, the guy who was killing it, in the the uh, scrimmage before you put on the full pads, he's also showing up with full pads on. Lyric Rawls is going to be a guy. And people talk about losing Jason Taylor to the second. Is it a big loss? Well, absolutely. But if you're going to have somebody like a Kendall Daniels back there, you're probably okay. And now we know that Lyric Rawls is going to be a, a focal mainstay of this defense and fly around like crazy. I can't wait to watch because we're not even talking about Trey Rucker. Trey Rucker is a human torpedo, y'all. He loves to launch. He will. He's the, he's the Royal Limbs guy that will jump over everybody to make a play. And we're not going to forget about Alan Bowman. Gunner Gunny keeps getting better and better and better. It is obvious that he's, he's feeling better post-surgery. And, you know, he hit Jaden Bray on a nice little touchdown there kind of on the, the corner. And then, you know, Talon Shetron, he's had, he had a, a, a touchdown catch from Gunnar Gundy. The defense continues to look good. I've been raving and raving and raving about Ladarius Webb Jr. Well, that's why he probably went out there and had a pick. Colin Oliver, the guy who we know is a, a really good defensive end, all-American caliber, also has a pick from his new spot, head linebacker. The team periods have been instrumental in what we're doing. And to have people on hand to, to watch that. We had Jalen Pope, the wide receiver from Alito, uh, uh, Texas. He was there. Uh, J.D. on Foreman, defensive lineman from Dell City. He was also on hand. And then we got Brandon Garrison, right? The McDonald's All-American. He was, he was there to watch it. Uh, Kuita had a gentleman on, on hand as well. We had a bunch of coaches we had some linebackers from Waxahachie Texas look out for Brevin Dole I think Brevin Dole is should be a really good get he's out of Louisiana he's a three-star recruit but he's he's somebody that we could potentially get our hands on there are a lot of suitors your Iowa State your K-State your Iowa's of the world that are on him right now have offers out there so we're gonna have to fend off some people but I think it's a really good possibility CJ Simon uh, he's another Okie wide receiver 
a lot of prognostications have him leaning towards OU, whatever. I don't necessarily get it. I don't see it. But then he doesn't have a, a committable offer from OU that I can find yet either. So I don't understand the crystal ball there. Maybe I'm missing something. Who knows? Offensive lineman, okay? Caden Massey, six foot eight. He's out of Kansas. He's an offensive tackle that plays with a mean streak. And he's a multi-sport athlete, which is, again, something that we know Gundy is always looking for. And a very interesting one was on hand. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you maybe recall or don't recall the story uh, for Shaker Isaac. It was the quarterback for Jinx High School led him to a title. And then there was something went on, and his dad didn't agree with what was going on at Jinx, something to that effect, and he ended up transferring to Union. So he pulled a trace forward. So we'll see how that works out at the end of the day. But he's a very interesting prospect, probably one of the better prospects quarterback-wise to come out of Oklahoma in a while. I know Casey Thompson was kind of labeled to be one of those guys. Didn't exactly work out for him. Hope it does, right? I'm hoping Nebraska has a big year. Do I think Nebraska's Matt Rule is going to be able to jump in immediately and have some success? I do because the Big Ten is just not all that great. You can win five, six games in the Big Ten without putting forth a crap ton of effort, in my opinion, if you have the right roster, which I think that he he does. Uh, Another interesting guy that was there was Easton Wood at Sand Springs, Page High School product, uh, 2026 quarterback. But keep your eyes out on what what Shaker ends up doing. He's got offers from all over everywhere. So it's going to be a difficult proposition. But luckily, we're pretty set at quarterback, right? We're doing a pretty good job at getting people in the fold that we need to be successful. I'm loving this Brian Nardo defense the more and more and more I look at it. It is designed to play fast. No thinking. Just use the athleticism, use the speed, use the talent. Is it going to you know, cause us to be burnt occasionally? Absolutely. But you're okay with being burned if you're doing it at 135 miles an hour as opposed to trying to be a perfectionist at 75 miles an hour. That's what we don't want. That's kind of what I think we had a little bit of last year because you could see the talent. You could see that the safety position was in a pretty good spot. Well, hell, Raymond gave the second. He had a pick the other day, too, a a tip deflected pass. Ladarius Webb Jr. is going to be the guy that fills in for Jabbar Muhammad. Is Jabbar Muhammad a good ball player? Yes, he is. Is he going to do good at Washington? Probably. I hope that he does. But I'm telling you all, Ladarius Webb Jr. will replace him instantaneously, and you won't notice a lack of production. I don't think this is orange Kool-Aid. It might be. You might accuse me of that. And it might end up very well being that, but I don't think so. I don't think that's it. So that's, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good breakdown of, of what we had to knock out today. We've got a lot more to cover. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of news coming out. We do have a couple of injuries that, we don't know where they're going to land at. We do have uh, offensive linemen again in a boot. Uh, we have a defensive tackle dealing with a pretty severe case of turf toe. And if anybody's like, oh, turf toe, he needs to toughen up. You haven't experienced turf, turf toe. Imagine getting up middle of the night, stubbing your big toe the end of the end of your bed while you're walking full speed, even if it's just a shuffle. You can shuffle full speed if you want to. Imagine that feeling. And how it pretty much takes you to your your knees and takes your breath away, right? Squeeze it into a shoe and experience that constantly, right? 
It only lasts a few intense moments in your bedroom when it's pitch black, but it doesn't go away when you're trying to plant and push off of it on the field. So I get it, especially for a fellow that big. I'm sorry. If you're six foot three, 310 pounds, yeah, your lower half is, uh, I don't know, pretty daggone important. So, anywho, that's all we got for the O State updates here, guys. Um, tune in for the next updates. Thank you for making Locked On Oklahoma State your daily listen. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go, Pokes. And now we get to shift a little bit to Mr. Golden Blue Dude. Again, he was huge in me getting into this or even wanting to get into this or even thinking it was a possibility to get into this. I thought you had to have all the degrees and all that fun jazz. And evidently, it's not a necessity. It's just about, I don't know, putting stuff out that matters to people. And he did a lot of that. I watched his, when I started watching him, I think he was at like 1,100 subscribers on his YouTube. And um, last I look, you're talking 14, 15, 16,000-ish. What, he, what, he's, what he's done is impressive. He made a lot of West Virginia people happy. He made a lot of Big 12 people happy. And he predicted some things that ended up being realistic, right? So, yeah, I'll always have um, some affinity there for that individual because he's that special of a dude. So I will link his GoFundMe, the Golden Blue Dude, Mr. Chris Petri. Um, yeah, I'll put his, his uh, GoFundMe in the description. And um, y'all make sure that if you have the ability... Uh, to go help him out because I know that Chris and his family, you know, uh, put out a, a video. His brother did uh, of how much he's been fighting, right? He's had uh, large amounts of his t- intestines removed. He has Crohn's disease. He's had a bunch of issues. And it, it even makes what he was doing that much more inspirational to know that he was fighting through all of that stuff and still putting on a show on a, you know, weekly basis if not even a daily basis and again it was just it was fun he was number one on my bucket list to get on the show when we played west virginia i did ask him uh, a couple times but i had just started like i had the job for a, a couple weeks um so you know i wasn't super surprised i didn't reach out to somebody that had like three subscribers <laughs> i get it but I was hoping to build this thing up enough to get him on the show uh, this coming season. Uh, but if you're still looking for some West Virginia content, uh, that, that Kuzis Corner guy is, is pretty daggone good. Um, not quite what Golden Blue Dude was, right, as far as the, the engagement and the, the fan engagement and the stuff he was doing. Um, the, his little giveaways were what inspired me. Um, to have some signatures on some of these mini helmets to give away for, for some of my subscribers. As a matter of fact, um, I'm thinking of so I, I sending out autographed helmets for the subscriber number 500, and I was going to do another one, subscribe mini helmet um, to the number 1,000 subscriber. I've been kicking it over um, about doing – yeah, I think actually, you know what? I'm not mulling it over. I am going to do it. So I'll do – 
another giveaway at 750 subscribers. And I'll try to find a way to incorporate something gluten, gluten bolt. I can't speak golden blue dude. Um, I'm mixed in there for the, the 750th subscriber. Don't know what it would be. Don't know if I, if I can't even do it. It might even just be a West Virginia helmet sign with those state dudes. I don't know yet. But for the number 750 subscriber, uh, I am going to do a giveaway. Okay. And just, just decided that has to happen. So it's going to happen. 